dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit, the king of sportsbooks. I'm your host, Tori Petri, and today you guys are in for a special treat because you are going to get to know Detroit Lions assistant head coach and running backs coach Deuce Staley. Deuce, thank you so much for hanging out with me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Tori. Well, Deuce, first of all, I mean, you've only been in Detroit, you know, maybe a little over a, a month now. How is the new job treating you? Awesome. Awesome. First, I must say it's been cold. <laughs> uh, last couple of days, uh, I think today was in the 50s and maybe the last two or three days it's been OK. But before that, oh, my God, I saw minus two. I saw <laughs> nine. I was scared. I was like, what is this? Hold on. Colder than Philly? I mean, that's a pretty cold yeah, city that you're coming from. People don't understand Detroit is colder than Philly. Um, <laughs> we, we, we see 20s. We see high teams. We don't see single digits and we don't see minus as much unless it's a big storm that come through. All right. Well, I'm sorry that you had to experience that part of Detroit. I promise it gets better from here. It sounds like we're turning the corner with our weather. So hopefully we're hopefully we're on the up here and you'll get more of those days in the 60s. At least we've had some sunshine. So that part's been good. I'm sure that you've been so busy with work in the last month or so that you've been here. But, you know, have you gotten to to see any of the city? What what have you been able to do outside of just being in Allen Park? Honestly, I haven't. Um, just being in the building, just, you know, grinding, trying to put in a system, uh, trying to go back and evaluate players, uh, current players that's on the team, um, and also looking at free agency, looking at the draft. So it's pretty. it's been a pretty busy time. So, no, I haven't really been out. Well, I understand that. Hopefully you'll be able to get out, obviously, once once things look a little bit nicer outside as well. Uh, but, you know, Coach, I, I want to learn a little bit more about your role because you're coming in here, running backs coach in Philadelphia, but you come in here and you get to be the assistant head coach and the running backs coach here in Detroit. And a couple of weeks ago, Coach Campbell was talking with the media and talked about the role that he envisions for you here, being a true assistant head coach. You have a hand in every part of the team. And, you know, I, I – it was interesting talking, hearing from him about how, uh, you know, he envisioned that role. What does it mean to you to be working under someone who has been an assistant head coach himself and, and sees that role for you too? Yeah, and I think that's the key, Tori, because he's been in that role and he had some of those responsibilities. He knows how to delegate those responsibilities to me. And it's been awesome, man. I can't, I can't tell you enough about it. Just being able to continue to learn and shadow him, of course, being able to get his thoughts, no matter if it's the salary cap, no matter um, if it's just running a team, uh, putting certain things together uh, in the building for the coaches. It's just been awesome. And those responsibilities in order to go to the next level, those are some of the things you have to master. And I tell you, Dan has been awesome. When I tweeted about it uh, from that press conference that Dan had and tweeted about your role, it got picked up by Philadelphia media and Philadelphia fans. And let me tell you, Deuce, they were so happy for you. Like it was it was genuine happiness for you. And it's interesting to see that from a team when, when you leave a place and you go on to a new place. But they really love you there in Philadelphia. Especially Philadelphia now. Because <laughs> they can turn it on and they can turn it off. You know <laughs> Now, just to get that opportunity, and a lot of people from that area knew that I carried the same role in Philadelphia. Um, So now to be able to get that role here 
and to get Dan to also give me more responsibilities right. on top of it. Like this interview is one of them. Sure. And I'm grateful for that. And everything is in preparation of me or helping me to go to the next level. And like I said, I, I can't be more thankful. Absolutely. Well, what's different about your responsibility so far? Like what, what would be something that you are doing now that you wouldn't have done before besides talking to me? Right. Well, first of all, the interviews, you know, are a little different. Um, usually, and you know this better than I do, you get a guy, you get a coach maybe once a month, twice a month or so. And then after that, you know, you have to get up, you have to request them or whatever. So the interviews now, especially as of late, I did one yesterday, um, doing this one today, and I'm pretty sure many more down the road to come. So I'm taking on that responsibility, which is cool. Once again, preparing me. And also, like I said, learning about the salary cap. I mean, just being able to talk to Dan about the numbers and being able to understand the numbers, uh, being able to understand the rules, uh, the rules, uh, you know, the NFL rules, being able to pass those down and really dig deep into those. That's a big part of it. And just, you know, trying to get things, trying to get on the same level as him. And, you know, like I said, I, I keep being redundant about it, but it's the truth. He's been totally awesome in helping me and showing me certain things that he has learned and certain approaches that he has taken. You know, when Brad Holmes was hired, he talked a little bit about being a minority candidate and needing people in positions that will get them ready for that next step and having guys in upper level management that will prepare them to be GMs. And I imagine the same goes for coaches and on the coaching side of things as well. So what does it mean to you to kind of be in this role and be getting all the tools that you need to eventually succeed as a head coach? Well, it means a lot. I mean, words can't sit here and describe it. Uh, to be in the role that many people would love to be in first. So you're representing a lot of coaches around the league uh, who may one day have this opportunity. Maybe one day they may call or text and say, okay, Deuce, when you were in the role, how did you do this? Or how did you do that? Um, Did you guys talk about this? Or did you guys talk about that? So um, I'm taking a lot of notes. I'm writing down a lot of things, remembering a lot of things. And as soon as I get the information, it's not like it's something you hold on to. Anybody in a position like this, you reach out and help if you can. Do you think that the league needs more positions like yours and and more head coaches who are willing to empower the staff under them to to succeed later on? I think so. I think so. And um, with Dan, Dan, of course, being under Sean Payton, and Sean Payton did it for him. And he was able to show Dan uh, the way to be the next coach. And Dan is our coach now. So Dan is doing it for me, um, being able to see uh, how it's done. So it's like a little tree you come from. Sean helped Dan, Dan helped me. And hopefully I'd be in a position to help the next person. Um, But I think this role, being in this role really helps you. It helps you develop, uh, of course, as a coach. Hopefully, you know, if you do get that chance to be a head coach, it only helps. So I think so, Tori. I think that uh, future, as we continue to build and continue to move on, as this great league continue to get better, I think it's one of the things that um, can can really help. Yeah, I mean, that was a really big topic of conversation this offseason, uh, you know, was minority candidates or, or the lack thereof. So what do you feel like can be done to kind of help people in your position out? I mean, aside from having roles like the one that you're in. Yeah, Tori, just continue to have the opportunity uh, to learn. Um, Just continue uh, to go and, and, you know, have those doors doors open for you. 
I talked about the salary cap. Definitely want to know more about that. I think that um, if there's any kind of way that you can have some type of training, some type of seminars, whatever it takes to continue to educate those on the salary cap, um, future GMs, future coaches, whoever want to take the course, I, I think can help. Um, anything uh, leading towards being a head coach or being a general manager, um, I think if you get a chance to educate them and put them in class form and teach them, I think a lot of people will sign up and a lot of people will learn. Well, I love that perspective. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and super happy for you and your role and clearly Philly fans are as well. So you can take pride in that too. And, you know, Deuce, you've talked a little bit about the salary cap and the things that you're learning there. And I know that's super relevant right now because we are just on the brink of free agency as you and I are talking here about to be, you know, a busy week around the league. What are those responsibilities like for the coaching staff during free agency? We know that the personnel staff stays very busy during free agency, but how about you guys as coaches? What input do you guys have? Coaches stay busy also, um, but you got to remember, Tori, once you get to this part where we are now, coaches pretty much have done their work. They've done their evaluations, sure. they've done their discussions, um, they watched all the film, um, and you talk about relationships, maybe if you have any with that person. So uh, a, a lot of the work is done already. So, but you still, you're sitting there, you're still watching the ticker, um, you're still checking the news. And I, I tell you, you name, you name one year, Tori, uh, where you're not like super excited or super surprised by something that happens. If we ate, <laughs> like it blows you away, like, oh my God, he did this. Oh, he went there. Oh, he left. <laughs> uh, you know, so um, that's always exciting. It's exciting for the league. It's exciting for the great game that we coach and play. So, um, and everybody's trying to get better during this time. And uh, we are too. I love hearing that you guys as coaches still get excited about crazy news around the league. So do you get more excited about free agency conversations or about NFL draft conversations? I would have to say they're equal. Oh, okay. Uh, because, and here's why, Tori, both of them make us better. Right. So, of course, we all know to be a good team, you must build in the draft. We know that. Um, and the draft usually helps you build over years. You know, if you go out there and and it's a crapshoot. So you got to go out there and do your due diligence. You got to study these kids. You got to make sure you get the right one that fits what you do. Um, and then you want to add a couple pieces in free agency. You know, you're not trying to go out there and go crazy in free agency, but you're trying to add a few pieces that's going to help you. So um, it's a mixture, but I would say they're equal. I love free agency and I love the draft. I get excited about both. I love it. Well, help us understand what what role you guys had leading up to free agency and, and what some of those conversations were like as you guys as coaches all kind of came together, your fairly new staff still kind of working together and getting to know each other. What were those conversations like as you prepared for free agency? Yeah, I think you got to first, when you put a new coaching staff together, Tori, you must start with the language. We must okay. all speak the same language and when we're evaluating someone. So we all got to get on the same page offensively. We all got to get on the same page defensively. And you all got to get on the same page special teams wise. So we can all speak the same language and be on the same page before the evaluation. So once we get our language down, once we get our communication down, then we start searching and we start talking about needs for the team. You start looking, you say, okay, we need this, we need that. 
Um, we can be better here. We can be better there. So, you know, that's the second part of it. So, you know, you sit down with the coaches offensively and you, you come up with, uh, you know, as far as your evaluation, you come up with uh, your plan and how you see it. And then we all sit down with Dan and everything runs through him. And we just present it to him how we see it. And ultimately, Dan and Brad makes the decisions. Uh, that's part two. Then uh, the last part of that, I would say, uh, you want to land, you know, a few of those pieces. If you're lucky, you right. know, it's not something you just dial up and it's going to happen. It doesn't work that way. So you want to land a few pieces that maybe, you know, you have talked about maybe one of the um, things as a group. Uh, as a coaching group, you talked about and pointed out, you want to be able to land a few of those. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Um, and I think those are the three main things as far as a new coaching staff, getting on the same page with communication, evaluating the talent, making sure we're all on the same page as far as what we need, and then you want to land a piece. BetMGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, invites fans to stay in the action during the football offseason with a risk-free first bet up to $600. Sign up today with bonus code LIONS and discover everything the king of sportsbooks has to offer. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code LIONS to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. It's interesting because so many of you guys come from so many different backgrounds, different coaching trees. There isn't really like a common thread of everybody came from this specific coaching tree. Uh, You know, you guys have all worked with different teams and a lot of you have played for different teams too. And when you and the coordinators were introduced to the media a couple months ago, you know, there was a conversation that sounded like it happened where all of you guys as coaches kind of came in and shared your experiences and shared how you guys came through the league and, and how you guys approach things. And I'm sure that there were so many different ideas and, and ways of doing things. Take me into that conversation and what it was like being able to mesh all of those different approaches, but also all get on the same page about how you're going to do it going forward. Yeah. And once again, that goes back to the communication part of it. Uh, a lot of us, of course, came from winning programs. Right. You know, we've been up under people or coaches, um, teams that have won. So that's one of the things that we all have in common. And, you know, when you're evaluating talent at the end of the day, you know if a guy can play or not. Um, a lot of coaches that's on the staff had, of course, played. They played on this level. Um, so uh, that part really helps. You know, it really helps. Helps us uh, communicate, helps us talk about um certain players and of course you always travel back to the time you played and you always remember a situation and you kind of bring that up also yeah. um I, I think tori honestly i really think that uh, what you're really saying is about gelling gelling together as a coaching staff and that comes with time i mean we can sit here and say today that hey man you know we're doing this we're doing that we're doing this but you and i both know it's a relationship you got to get to know each other and in a relationship, you build and you grow. So, and that's what we're going to do because we're all chasing the ultimate goal. Have you ever been on a staff with so many former players? I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> um, I was talking to someone the other day and I was saying that um, it's crazy because we see ourselves as coaches first and former player second. Like, um, and a lot of people on the outside in, looking in, outside looking in, see us as players slash coaches. Right. So um, 
and that and, and that's okay because you don't really know us yet and you got to earn respect it's not given so uh we got to go to work and we got to win some games absolutely how does that add to or help change the conversations though I know you guys want to be seen as coaches first and I love that uh perspective from you but how does it help you guys out or maybe change the conversations when you guys do have those playing experiences to bring to the table? Well, it's a lot of fun around here, Tori. I must admit, <laughs> you can walk down the hall at any given time and you got guys going one-on-one sometimes with each other because <laughs> you still have the player, you know, in us a little bit. <laughs> you might see, uh, you know, myself out there. You might see, I see all the time Brunel taking snaps in the hallway. You know, he's going over the snap count. I'm like, bro, Give me a second, please shut the door. And he's out there just going over snap count and dropping back. You might see Randall L, who still has it, by the way. He can still go out there and run a route. <laughs> um, just kind of pattering his feet out there like a receiver running a route. So every now and then, and it's fool's goal, Tori. It's fool's goal. We only <laughs> see it for a second, I promise you. Then it quickly go away when your knees start hurting. <laughs> or when you're looking for Advil, because I got a whole thing of Advil in my oh, office. Oh my goodness. I guess I'm the Advil station. They stop by, I just throw them a pack of Advil. I'm like, yeah, I know you're going to <laughs> um, It's been good, man. It's it's good because that's what we know and that's what we love. So we don't consider this a job. See, you can when you when you 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 come here, this is something you love to do. So it's not a job. I love that, coach. And I cannot wait to be back in the building full time and be witness to some of those one-on-ones in the hallways yeah. i mean tell tell me if you had to pick one one-on-one that you'd actually like to see play out among the coaching staff who would it be it would be aaron glenn versus randall okay i like that right one now. right now <laughs> let's go to the bubble meet us there come out of the closet tori come out of the closet meet us <laughs> in the bubble we're gonna go on the 50 yard line they got one play because that's all it's gonna take <laughs> I promise you, you're going to need crutches. You're going to need a scooter. You're going to need uh, some uh, cast or some ice. Someone's going to need it. So we're going to have all that on the sideline also. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so who's winning? Is it going to be Aaron or is it going to um, be Randall L? Um, I don't know. You know, it depends. If Aaron decides to play, to play press man, you know, I wonder if Randall L can still get off press. <laughs> if Aaron decides to play off, can Randall burst and go past them. Okay. I mean, a couple things. There's a couple little things in there we got to watch. But you got to come down. We're going to see if you have hands. We're going to see if you can catch. Listen, I'm a former cornerback myself. I actually played mm. women's football, so I'm a former corner. And you know what? It's just how you said it. Listen. Your whole voice. <laughs> Listen. I'm a former cornerback. Okay, I got it. Okay. Uh, no. So I, I'm there. When these uh, one-on-one matchups happen in the hallway, I'm there. I love these. I'm going to see is... if I can sneak a video for you. I can't promise you anything, <laughs> but next time they warm it up, it takes forever to warm up. Now we're old. It takes all, it, may, it may take a whole, like up, up until lunch. They may start at eight o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> uh, maybe a video, who knows? That's awesome. Well, I love hearing about the energy in the building. Obviously, like you mentioned, I'm recording in my closet here, so I'm not back in the building full time. But I love hearing that that is what the energy is like in the building, because um, that that speaks to the culture change that you guys are trying to implement. And I think that that's something that Sheila Ford Hamp wanted to to implement. That Chris Spielman wanted to be a part of. You know what's happening here. What do you What do you think you're seeing uh, from the culture that's starting to to build in Allen Park? Exactly what you just said from those two great people. You know, you, you start with Sheila Fordham. 
she's been totally awesome, totally awesome. Just being able to share her vision, share her thoughts. Um, and it's all about family. Uh, so when you start talking about family, you start with love, you know? So that's the type of atmosphere we want to build around here. That's the type of culture we want to build. And uh, we got to get the team chemistry back. You know, I was saying this, and I'll share this with you. I was saying this the other day, uh, we were talking about team chemistry. It's funny, team chemistry doesn't, it's not built in the building. Mm. Team chemistry is built outside the building when these players come together and, you know, go out to eat, shoot pool, play darts, bowl. That's team chemistry. So when they do come into the building, Tori, now they go to war for each other. Well, right. guess who took that away? COVID. Right. So it, it was so hard to build team chemistry. And people don't really understand that. You know, people say, well, man, team chemistry is when you're out there getting first down after first down. Nah, it starts way before that. Well, hopefully COVID is starting to kind of fade away and we can bring that back together. And all of us, not just the players, everybody that's in this building, we want you to be a part of it. I don't care if you're on the marketing side. I don't care if you're in your closet. <laughs> I don't care where you are. We want everybody involved in what we're building. I love it. Okay, so for Deuce Daily, what is your preferred uh, um, team chemistry building activity? If you're going to get together with, whether it be your teammates back in the day or your fellow coaches now, what is your ideal activity? It has to be something where we're all involved, of course. So um and it could be anything really anything from uh like a sack race where you all involved remember old school sack races oh, yeah. yeah you got to grab a sack and you got to win it has to be competitive Tori. you got to be got to go out there no matter if it's bowling you split up in teams you can do that um like i just mentioned the sack race um anything like that so anything where you're competing against each other and also continue to have conversation to get to know a lot of guys. You know, it's, it's so many times where you're on a team and I've been there. You're on a team, you're in a locker room and you never walk down. You never leave your locker and walk down where the defensive line is. Right. Or you never leave your walk locker and walk down where uh, the kicker is. So um, you, you, you bring that together outside of the building. And uh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty fun. I love it. Well, I know that that will start to come together as the offseason continues. Obviously, we're very early in the offseason. And, and one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about is just the offense as a whole. I know you don't want to give away too much right now. Still early, still kind of having that offense come together and don't want to give away entirely what it will look like. But tell us what you can about what you think this offense will be this year. Um, I'll just say this. We are going to get back to what football really is. And me saying that is about the toughness, about the grit, about, you know, football is a man with a man game. It's always been that, Tory. It always will. So we're getting back to the fundamentals. We're getting back to what made this game great. We're gonna focus on that. So if you get anything from that. Okay. 
I think there's a lot of people that will be excited to to hear about that kind of toughness. So I think we're all looking forward to seeing what this team will look like in the fall. But Deuce, before I let you go, I do want our Lions fans to start to get to know you as a person. I mean, clearly these Philly fans knew you, uh, whether it be from your playing days or, or from, from coaching there. So help us understand uh, who you are and maybe something that you enjoy doing outside of the building when you do have time on your hands and maybe when it's actually not five degrees outside. I know, right? Um, <laughs> well, just uh, I did radio and TV before I got into football. So um, kind of, you know, that. that was the deal I did uh, back home at the University of South Carolina. I was doing a little sideline reporting um, and that was fun. Um, and then I, I got, I fell in love with shooting pool. Okay. Like, I shoot pool. And uh, I'm not that good though, Tori. So don't, don't <laughs> challenge me or anything. Okay, you'll be, but I'm, I'm in the learning stages and, and, and I'm telling you right now, I will get better. Okay. And I have more time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, anything that's competitive from, I don't care if it's, you know, throwing darts, bowling, uh, shooting pool, pencil fighting. I don't care what it is. I love to compete. <laughs> pencil fighting. What is that? You don't remember, you know how to pencil fight? Like back in the days, this will tell you something that's really like what we thought about pencils. Uh, anyway, do you remember the jumbo pencils? Like the thick oh yeah. Ones? Yeah. All right. So we used to take, two jumbo pencils and we used to flip a coin who goes first. So you have to hold a pencil like this and the guy would take the pencil and try to break it. Okay. But whoever breaks the pencil wins, of course. Oh my goodness. No, I can't say that I've ever played pencil fighting, but I love that I'm you have sure so it's many not a examples. Sport in the Olympic story. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love it. I'm kind of like you. I'm trying to learn chess right now, which is I'm uh, not good at it. So don't challenge me, but it's one of those things where it just kind of, uh, a little fun competitive thing to do you know outside of working but I'm sure that you'll have a little bit more time on your hands after you guys kind of establish what you want to do here in Detroit and I love getting to know you chess is fun it is one thing about chess chess is the game of life you got to think many moves ahead (laughs) I'm getting free life lessons on this podcast Deuce, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I I think that we'll have many more conversations in the future. And I appreciate you spending some time with us and and letting Lions fans get to know you. I know we're excited about what you guys are doing. Cool. Tori, you must, next time, you must show everybody where you're doing the podcast. (laughs) Like, that is awesome. You must have a video. You know, you got to have somebody come in there and video you. And that shows how dedicated you are. So, you got to show it. (laughs) Yes, for the for the Lions fans out there, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I do record it in my closet now because I'm not in the studio. I don't have a fancy studio to go to for the podcast, so I gave uh, Deuce a little glimpse into my makeshift studio amongst my clothes and suitcases and shoes here. So Deuce, thank you for uh, for hanging out with me in the closet. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. We love having you every week and we will talk to you on our next podcast.
BetMGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, invites fans to stay in the action during the football offseason with a risk-free first bet up to $600. Sign up today with bonus code LIONS and discover everything the king of sportsbooks has to offer. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code LIONS to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 